Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of the Archivist's Best on Sexy Witches podcast, a podcast from the geek girl's perspective, and I am the head huntress. It's been about a month. We had a month-long hiatus for lots of reasons, including one where I actually had to go testify in a court case. Uh, it was pretty insane. I don't know if I'm going to talk about it tonight, but I will talk about it at some point. But we have so much catch-up to do, uh, and this is also an annual episode. I've been doing this May episode even before I had a podcast. That's because I this is six months to Halloween mark, which means it is time to talk about the Halloween horror movie Marathon Madness. So at 9.30-ish this out evening, might run a little late, might run a little early, we don't know yet, but around 9.30-ish, we're going to talk about this year's madness. I've been doing the Halloween horror movie madness for 10 years, ladies and gentlemen, 10 fucking years I've been doing this contest. As long as I've been on the web, I've been doing this contest. Since 2007, I started writing in 2006, late 2006, December 2006. So that's how long I've been doing the madness. Here we are 10 years later. But before we get to that, let me bring on my sexy witches. First sexy witch, she is in Clifton Forge, Virginia, a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit, and my partner in crime. She's a horror fan, but she's also a self-professed fan of the Marvel Universe. You can find her on the web 
And you can see her as a feature zombie in the Plan 9 from Outer Space remake. Please welcome to the show... <laughs> Quite well. How are you? Fine. Uh, it's been a long week, long two weeks, long month. Fuck 2017. I'm just at this point after today and the last minute news I just got on the web. Fuck 2016. We're done with it. Done. I'm done. Can we get over this shit? <laughs> Sorry. Apparently Whatever. not. We have another, like, mm, six months to go, I think. <laughs> uh, let's get to Halloween. Knock on it's some wood. So much, more, so much more fun. So much more fun. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk some doom and gloom tonight and some really sad, honestly, to God, sad things tonight. But we're also going to talk about some really fun things tonight. So let's have a fun show. Let me bring on, we're going to first talk with Cleanie Todd here in a minute, and we'll come right back to you, Erin Marie, to hold there. For my other sexy witch co-host, she was located in her newly uh, uh, home of Seattle, Washington, which is going to obviously play prominent tonight. She's a visual artist, a writer for Living Dead magazine, an aspiring filmmaker, and a published author. She's a horror film geek to the extreme, regular participant in live-action role-play. Look for a little few attitudes and personal writing on her popular blogs and YouTube channel, and please look for her art on her Stone Envy page, Meryl Minded Crafts. Please welcome to the show the sexy werewitch, Queenie Todd. How you doing, girly? Oh. I always do that. There it is. <laughs> Excellent. That's right, my Yay. <laughs> I am so, I haven't talked to you in quite a long time, and I'm really glad to hear you're in good spirits tonight. So, yeah, we're fabulous. I mean, it's been rough. Have have you had like the last the last month has been pretty fucking shitty. I don't know about you, but like the whole world has gone to shit on a every Are level we in possible. The megaverse or something? Like, have we fallen into the dark zone? Because nothing makes sense anymore. I quit. You know. <laughs> You know, this, this, is, this is my theory. I, I, I was thinking Bizarro World at first or Phantom Zone, but no, that doesn't work. I think what this is, do you know Shakespeare and Macbeth? Yes. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. The, and, and they do this in a lot of stories, but in particular in Shakespeare, they talk about when the king is corrupted the whole and sick, the whole kingdom becomes ill. Like they do yeah. this also. I just rewatched Excalibur, and when King Arthur gets sick, they have to go find the Holy Grail to revive him. While that's going down, London and England goes to absolute shit. <laughs> you know, everything falls apart. Yeah, so yeah. that's my theory. You know, we we're, we are a reflection of our leadership and vice versa. And that's terrible. But we won't. Let's it's hold that thought for a minute. Uh, it's weird being an insider, girl. I know, You're the but outsider. Like, I'm, and... I'm, I'm, I'm an outsider living here, and everything around me is like complete insanity. I don't understand. I'm trying so hard to understand. And now I've just realized I can't understand. There's just no way. <laughs> it's well, got to be like, well, it's uh, on fire. Uh, when it, we are actually opposite spectrums. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, obviously, Aaron Marie is a citizen, and so is Aaron Kogan, yeah. who I'm about to bring on in just a minute. You're an immigrant 
that lives in America, and I work for the federal government in my day job. So our viewpoints yep. on what's happening are very different than everybody else's. We see it from a completely oh, totally. different. And what's so both Queenie and I are disabled. Oh, oh well. and there's that too. Oh my God, we can mm-hmm. go into. Uh, I'm not going to get into politics right now, but I just want to say right okay. now, people, look it up. Food stamps make money. The program makes money. Look it up. Food stamps make money, and they feed people. So fuck you. Anyway, um, I I, I would have starved. Uh, my parents needed subsidies for food for two years. I ate nothing but welfare cheese and hot dogs. This was before they had the cool little WIC cards. You could go get better foods. But I had food. I had food for two years when we couldn't feed ourselves. And uh, it got us through it. And my dad had a job the whole time. Don't think he did. He did. He had a whole. He had a job with a family, and he worked his ass off every fucking day. But we were still poor. It happens. Anyway, um, you know. Anyway, let's bring let's bring some happy stuff on. Like I said, we had a fucked up week. I'm gonna bring on my regular correspondent from L.A. He's my cousin, but he's also a sexy warlock. He's an actor that plays pirates and Shakespeare. Speaking again, in Orange County, he's also been a singing waiter. He served for medieval times and hosted pirate parties at San Diego Comic Con. He's the biggest Disney geek I know, and he really is. He is a mega mega nerd, and he's also the fanatic for pin trading on a level that is almost ungodly. Uh, please welcome to the show. Um, the sexy warlock of Orange County, Aaron Kogan. How are you doing, sir? I'm I'm doing well. After all that, I I feel like the beginning of Superman. Big faces should be saying guilty, guilty. After every guilty. charge. <laughs> oh no, General Zod. Maybe that's it. Maybe it. Maybe General Zod is taking over. Maybe it's. Maybe it's a changeling. Maybe it really is. Uh, what's the What's the name of the uh, alien Scroll. from Simpsons? Uh, yeah, is that from Simpson, the, the one that becomes president? Yeah, okay. So you have oh, to vote oh, no, for no, one no. of us. Yeah. King and Kodos, yeah. Uh, that, that's King a, Kodos, a brilliant what, episode. You have to vote for one of us, so one of the what winners. What are you going to do? Right? Throw away your yeah. vote. Anyway. Uh, all right, so let's, yeah. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> now that we're all here, we got a little time uh, before we talk about the Halloween horror movie marathon madness. I did want to bring up some, we're going to bring up some stuff. I'm going to do it in two ways. One, I'm going to throw out to people because I have specific things I need them to talk about. But I'm also going to throw out some subjects that we're all going to talk about together. And the first one would be what I opened the show with, and that is the the death of Chris Cornell. Um, I, who is that? Someone's a phone call? Not <laughs> I am me. weird. Weird ass noises. I keep hearing all these weird ass noises. Um, so, so uh, you know, so Chris Cornell unfortunately was found in a, a dead in a ho- hotel bathroom after his concert in Detroit last week. Uh, it was big shock. The man was only 52 years old. Uh, obviously, especially myself and Aaron, and I would assume Queenie even to a degree because she's up in Seattle right now. Um, Chris Cornell is a major player um, in our lives, oh, yeah. especially uh, especially in the tw- my twenties. Because I, you know, I just yeah, I, I graduated in '91, so I, I was getting mm-hmm. these records right as I was coming of age. And and Bad Motorfinger 
it's still one of my favorite records ever from the grunge era. I think it's really solid from beginning to end. Chris, even if you don't like Soundgarden, no one can doubt the range that Chris Cornell had as a singer. None of that yeah. is uh, can be Super denied. Um, but I, I did want to talk briefly about a, a more sticky subject, and that is the suicide himself. Because obviously, and especially myself, uh, we all, every single one of us was in shock that Chris Cornell, who seemed so vibrant and full of life, just started touring again, just released a new album. Matter of fact, that was his first hit off the record, uh, which, by the way, okay, so here, here's what I'm, you know, everyone's like, no, this doesn't even make sense, even to his wife. Like, this doesn't make sense. First of all, suicide never really does. And yeah. I really get, I hear a lot of people talk about cowardly acts, and I really never go there on a suicide because you know I've been depressed to that point and when you're at that point it's not about cowardice it's, it's never about cowardice it's, it's like it, it, you you really think you're doing everybody a favor it's actually how you feel and, it's and, utter and, but yeah uh, but here's the thing I almost agree with her that I actually in this case do not think that he was depressed to the point of suicide he had an anxiety problem and right before he died, he called his wife and talked about Vantan, which is a cousin to something called Cymbalta and Lyrica. It's in that family oh. of Nero. Okay? All yeah, I get it now. I completely get it. Stuff. Okay? Oh, okay. And I want to talk to my two sexy witches in here who both had adverse reactions to this type of med. Both of them did. And yeah. I witnessed Aaron Marie's. Erin Marie went completely unhinged and thought she was dead. <laughs> I remember you talking to Erin. Yeah, well, when I was when I was weaning, when I was weaning off of it, I had one full night where I sat down and I couldn't stop crying, and I planned my funeral out. I wrote down all the music I wanted played, everything. I wanted to die so bad that night. So, so I completely I, I, understand I it. I'm starting to think that maybe we'll have to wait and see. I'm holding off judgment one way or another. Either way, there is actually, if you look at his music and his words and some of his videos and stuff, I realize, yeah, there are clues in there that we just chose to ignore, even to the videos. Matter of fact, the video to the song I just played, he's hung in that video. And he wrote another song about dying by a hangman's news called Break the News. Uh, you know, he there there's actually quite a bit of that kind of imagery through his work. So maybe that, that was his yeah, choice, even if it was delusional, it was personal, clearly. Yeah. Um, uh, so it, it's really a horrible thing. Once again, rock and roll tragedy, 52 years old. Rest in peace, Chris Cornell, because there will be no singer like him ever again. None. So, um, you know, we'll just another tragedy that 2017 seems to keep sending our way so um let's switch gears guys because there is going to be a couple more cut we're going to couple a couple more deaths at the end of this half hour uh one is roger moore we're going to talk about him at the end because roger moore little even though it's sad he was 89 so he lived a full life and a lot of different circumstances than chris cornell but i wanted to say yeah. even though i've had a ship a ship month i actually have gotten a lot of television in a lot, a lot of movies, a lot of television in because I really haven't had anything better to do other than be on my ass and deal with other things, right? It was a lot of waiting, especially when I was in California waiting to testify. 
so not only did I binge the entire Mystery Science Theater 3000 since our last broadcast, Aaron Kogan, we got to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. I've also binge watched Black Mirror, which I've seen How episodes but never watched from beginning to end. And, and I love yeah, especially especially the first two seasons are fucking great. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. um, in, in the first season, episode two, the kids from Get Out is in this episode with the bikes and they power the yep. screens. That is probably one of the <laughs> coolest dystopian future episodes I've seen in a, in a TV narrative in a long time. I actually really, really enjoyed that. Um, so I thought it lost its focus in the third in the third season a little bit, got a little bit more anthology in the sense that it was no longer about techno. It was kind of a little bit of everything, time travel, yeah. but, but it still was pretty, it was still good. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was still, and, there's a fourth, there. and there's a fourth season coming. So that's good. Oh, um, so, oh Aaron many, and Ken Gillette has written an episode for it. Yes, he oh, did. No, Ken Gillette has written an episode for that. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they it's announced to be terribly, produced, terribly dark. Um, nice. There's an uh, he wrote a screenplay a while back also that has never been greenlit because it's considered really gross and horrible, and it got greenlit today. So he's gonna have a feature length film as well, a horror film. So <laughs> congratulations on that. Uh, we yeah. know that Teller Teller actually had a, a horror film play at the Spooky Movie International Film Festival a couple years back, and I got to meet him. That was pretty cool. Uh, so, um, so, uh, so Aaron Cogan. Yes. What was your final verdict on the Mystery Science Theater 3000: The Return? Uh, well, everything that I've seen so far, and I haven't gotten much further past where I was. I really enjoyed. Shame on I you. mean. Uh, yeah, it's true, but, you know, I've been busy with so many it. other things. I've rewatched uh, episodes. I've rewatched almost half the season again. Well, I had to rewatch Twin Peaks to get ready for Twin Peaks The Return. Oh, uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, we got to talk about that, too. That. I, I think we should. That. Yeah, Uh-oh, no, well, then we I, can't talk about it. Let's hold it. Well, no, you can talk about it in a minute, but I am going to hold that thought because um, I wanted to bring in uh, Queenie here. And Queenie, we're going to switch gears. First of all, is there any TV okay. or films you want to mention, or TVs you've watched recently you want to mention? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, off the top of my head, no. <laughs> uh, I know I've watched like a bunch of horror movies. Like, oh, Clown! I saw Clown recently. That was good. Was it good? I thought it's it would fun. be. I yeah, loved it. I like, love it. Ben, me and Ben were like, "This is an Eli Roth movie." Like, <laughs> it was. It was far good. creepier than I anticipated it being. It was yeah. very well, it good. It had great makeup effects and kick-ass kid death. So I love when Calvin is in your face. Oh, yeah. Bravo, bravo, Eli. Yeah, Roth. no, it's, it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. The, I'm so glad those kids got hired. They did an excellent job with that. Um, on yeah. the opposite end of that, absolute shit. What? Anything else you seen? Uh. Hmm. Not anything new. I I want to see Alien Covenant, but I can't. I don't have the money right now. But when I do, I'm gonna go because I just I gotta figure out what happens. You know. I know people right, I, are either they love it or they hate it. You know, 
I'm just gonna be an open mind right, and be like, so cool. So I did see <laughs> Alien Covenant. I did see Alien yeah. Covenant, and I saw King Arthur as a is double it? feature at the drive-in this weekend. And mm-hmm. Alien Covenant is pedestrian. That's the only way I can explain it. Um, yeah. There's some uh, moments that are cool. It's beautiful. Mm. There's some really, really gorgeous space shots in that movie. Uh, uh, I, I can't deny that. But I also thought Prometheus looked beautiful, too. So, uh, yeah, it was. But, it was. but once again, it, it's better than Prometheus. It's absolutely okay. better than Prometheus. Not a high bar. Um, but <laughs> characters are still as dumb as rocks. They're, oh, they're just Why? dumb as they're rocks. Dead. Dumb. Not as, as dumb as rocks as Prometheus, but they're dumb characters, and these are supposed to be like highly professional trained characters. And even a slight shit storm happens, and like literally a storm happens, and they're just totally fucked. It, it's just like you know. <laughs> so, but oh, well. that being said, Queenie will still want to see it. Yeah. Um, there's some cool design. You'll like that. Cool. And Michael Fassbender is quite good in it. So there's that. So, you know, and it wasn't as bad as King Arthur, which was dreck. Okay. The guy Richard not a high King bar. Arthur. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm willing to I give guys a guy a shot. Oh, my God. Well, the mo- low okay. expectations. You can Small only go up here. <laughs> First of all, there was nothing to do with actually the like King Arthur legend, anything that was recognizable as King Arthur in that story. Oh, I mean, it was just like really confusing. Um, uh, yeah, look look what he did to Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, Jude Law looked miserable. <laughs> like, Jude Law rolled his eyes through the entire performance. Like, why am Are I here? Serious? Why am Aww. I here? Oh, you know, poor Jude Law. Oh, uh, Hudum just was like, Oh, his, he was doing his best Bill Shatner impersonation. It was hysterical. Um, and and, and, the, and the, the moment the movie lost me was when the king of England, King Arthur himself, uses the word honey tits. I'm sorry? <laughs> honey tits. He actually calls one of his, his underlings honey tits. And I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I am done. Honey tits? It's not even that far into the movie. It's like, it's like, what the fuck? I was just like, the movie completely lost me. And, and, and it's not even shot well. Like, it has no idea what it's trying to be. Is it trying to be an adventure film? Or is like Guy Ritchie um, heist film? So, okay, let's make my medieval movie look like a heist film, but they don't actually heist anything. So there's uh. lots of like shots of them in a room discussing plans with cutaways to the action. You know what kind of style this is, right, girls? Yeah. Men, people, oh. you know, the world, you know. But it's King Arthur. <laughs> so so it's like, okay, so it's like blah, 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 blast, 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 right? Because they've got really bad accents on top of everything else. Because oh, he's God. from New Zealand. <laughs> Remember that. He went up to New Zealand, not English. Um, and and a bunch of them like with hood sneaking around like that's it. And the, we don't get a castle siege at the end of the movie. We you know it, it, you know it, it's just like oh my god it was terrible. So so would so you bad. say it's and the I'm, worst movie of the year so far? For me yes. For me yes. Well um, that's what I read too that it was like the biggest oh bomb god. of the but, summer so far. Well, I mean well, like it's going to be. Look, I was Everyone willing to agrees. give the benefit of the doubt because <laughs> like 175 I, I million, I think, is what they said was spent on it. 
Well, oh the God. best part of all is they were planning a 10-film series. Talk about humor. <laughs> really? really? Really, guys? Ten? God. That's what I they really had a for that. Yeah, and, and Warcraft gets sequels, but Power Rangers is good. <laughs> Bombs in China, and they cancel their sequels. Fuck Cutting yeah. Hollywood in China. I'm so sick of this I don't think bullshit. anyone knows what anyone's doing in film anymore. No. <laughs> well, no, they no, no, no. They do know. They do exactly know. They're not aiming. Hollywood has forsaken its own domestic market. They don't like us sure. anymore. They, 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 they all they, they care about China. Else. We all don't come at her anywhere near as much as China. You're right. You're nope, absolutely right. Anymore. They're editing films ridiculous. for China's content. They are China showing. Old. That's why. Why do you think we keep getting sequels? Why do you think comic books work well? Because people with masks are easily translated. Um, but Power Rangers flops, right? Even though it was a huge hit in the United States, which I was pleased. I went to see it. I liked the Power Rangers movie. I actually thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, and, and so we're not going to get a sequel to that, but we're going to get a sequel to Warcraft and a sequel to this King Arthur movie. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> it's so not fair. Are, are we going to get a sequel to this uh, work or this um, Arthur movie? I certainly hope not. I wouldn't <laughs> think so. I, I, there's no way after the right, box They were they talking about sequels. No, they but, they couldn't. But, they they couldn't justify the budget. No. Ugh. But Warcraft gets a sequel. I mean, and, and Warcraft wasn't really. Bad. I mean, it wasn't awful. Yeah, it did because it did so well in China. It, it did great exactly. in China. It it was huge in China. Bombed here. Huge in China. There, we're getting se- Warcraft sequels, but we can't get the Power Rangers sequel. You know, uh, China so, has a lot of now, gamers. All right, so let me pop back to to Erin Marie and tell her something and let her get all excited. Are you ready? I got one for you. Yes. Speaking yes. of sequels. And you guys will be interested in this, too, by the way. Carl hmm. Urban announced he's in negotiations yes. for the Judge Dredd sequel. Yes. Uh, I not, thought This year, last time, Aaron and I were at the Carl oh. Urban panel, and he still could not confirm that he was doing the Judge Dredd or that he was in negotiations, but he kept fucking hinting the whole time, like beating around the bush around it. So we were kind of holding our fingers crossed. But Aaron Marie, does that make you happy? It makes me very happy to see Carl Urban in anything. Yes, but now he's going to be Judge Dredd again. And everyone loves that, right? Even though it covers his You know, I have to confess, I have to confess that I have not seen the first one. Oh, really? It's like The Raid, yep. but, with, with, um, but with Lena Headley in it. It's what it is, really. It's like it's the same exact plot as the raid. It's it's a pretty good movie actually. Not great, but good. Dread is really so. good. It's fun. Well, it's a fun I film. mean, <laughs> I love Carl Urban. I'll watch him in anything. All right. So, so it's like uh, green eggs so and ham. You... I I will I will I will eat it with a <laughs> All right. So um, let's switch gears for a minute and talk about media conventions. And I'm going to start with. Queenie, Queenie, um, yes. you were in Crypticon Seattle, and let's talk real, like, give me a five, just five minutes on what your favorite thing is, what you did, and what you look forward to in the future, you know, blah, 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 recap. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I, I spent most of my time in the vendors hall, so I didn't get to do that much, but I did manage to run into Gigi from Luchador Productions, because they were there again. 
and she was amazing to me as usual and just like showered me with merchandise. <laughs> like I have posters of El Gante and all sorts of stuff and I'm just like, people love me. <laughs> they know who I am. <laughs> I walk away all stunned like I've been through the war. <laughs> or And then I saw Doug Bradley, which was amazing as you all know, because I couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> He's still my phone, my background, me and him. I ha- I've I've seen him for real. <laughs> the, he's the real. The very British, the very oh, British gentleman that is Doug Bradley. We've he's all encountered Doug Bradley at least once on this on this year. I mean, he has been at oh, yeah. conventions I've been at. So he's amazing. That's cool. He loves the fans. He loves us. Uh, you know, he knows that we are as passionate we, about it as he is. So with yeah, that, he was that the, it's the highlight of your night. Excellent. And we always the love the girls at Lucha Gore. They're awesome. Yep. And um, Gigi, so you guys, and, yeah. And, oh, Gigi, I, I have to actually yeah. contact her at some point. Try to get her on the show. Or you actually use your contact her, Queenie. All right. <laughs> get her on the what show. Say? We should, we should like, get hey, the girl, DHC. you want to come on my silly podcast? <laughs> I want her to come on, and I want Stacey Pippi and her girl Jamie to come on for uh, – for their show, you know, and Don Fields, I would like like a, a whole okay. Etheria, Lucha Gore kind of independent girl horror thing, which would be awesome. Exactly. Female, female horror thing. Female horror thing. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, they are badasses and we, we well, encourage think, their beautiful, beautiful venue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I totally do not know what you're saying. But, like, I also realized, like, one of the things that I learned from that convention was that, like, all the ladies that do horror stuff from, you know, the makeup artists to, you know, people who direct their own films, they know that I will support them. They know they can come to me and be like, Queenie, you want to pimp out my thing? Because I've made this kind of atmosphere for myself. Like, I am feminist horror. That's what I like to do because, you know, it kind of affects me, (laughs) you know? So I was just sort of like, oh, I have friends, <laughs> you know. I just had this nice little moment of, I have friends in the horror community. <laughs> Yay. I have friends. I definitely have friends. Friends, 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 friends. Come meet my friends. <laughs> yeah. It's always Crypticons freaks like a family out when I, I always get freaked out, happily freaked out, when someone comes out to me and mentions they've, like, listened to the show, and I actually don't have any clue who they are. Which is awesome because yeah. usually I at least have a Facebook friend in claim that they know who they are, but you know, but it happens once yeah, in a while. It's pretty there. funny. Yeah, it's like whoa, whoa, what? You pay attention? Someone knows me. Oh shucks, you know. Well, the horror community is a is a big family, you know, and they know that you love it just as much as they do. We love this well, crazy you know, thing. This is our passion. We're, we're passionate, you know? and that's good. So. Oh, yeah. uh, Erin Marie, you also yes. went to Chiller together a few, three weeks ago. We so did. Talk a little bit about oh, that. my gosh. I have to say that I like the Chiller atmosphere more than any other atmosphere I've been around. It's about the same kind of comfortableness I got out of Blood at the Beach when it was around. It was, I mean, a massive amount of celebrities. I don't think I've ever seen that many celebrities stuffed into one place before. And it was was too. It was a little of everything, everything from Olympic athletes to our, you know, ultimate horror and wrestlers. To I mean, British, it was, it was 
You know, like, the British Invasion yeah. was great. Bond um, films. You know, uh, Carolyn Monroe, a musical. Uh, George uh, Hamilton. I mean, you had everybody. Um, and for we one sat brief in... shining moment, I am going to out you. For one brief shining moment, I saw Aaron Amer guns at Richard Grieco. For one brief <laughs> shining moment. <laughs> She didn't snap, but she got a photo. But you should—you didn't see the rest of that story, Aaron. I'm, I wanted to tell you this part of the shenanigans because after you walked out with Richard Grieco to the smoking area, all these yeah. women saw you walk out, and they all promptly followed. Really? Yeah, they were all – it was hysterical. So, anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, earlier that day, I had been outside, and I was in the smoking area because – um, I smoke cloves at conventions because the smoking area is by far the best place to talk to celebrities. <laughs> so I was out there talking to Jesse Moss and Richard Grieco came out there and I asked him, I was like, what are you into now? Just asking, you know, uh, what he was doing nowadays. And he looked me up and down and went, women. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so when... So when you guys saw me, like, walking out with them, it was like, hey, you want to go smoke? Yeah, I'll go smoke. Yeah, okay. And we walked off together. <laughs> but that was because we had already had this interaction. Because when, when he looked at me and said women, I just grabbed my tits and went H-cups. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, H-cups, I've got, I've got plenty for you, baby. <laughs> well, shenanigans aside, Chiller was a pretty good – uh, I had to. Queenie. I had a lot of shenanigans. Okay, come back, Queenie. Nice. Um, we lost Queenie, but hope she comes back. But it was yeah. The shenanigans aside, it, actually, the show was really well organized for the size it was. Actually, I would say it was probably one of my favorite hotels. I thought the panel really room was a little was, small. Yeah, well, it wasn't. There wasn't that many panels either. I, they could expanded their panels a little bit. Or there's so many more people. Than Especially they could. considering the, the amount of guests they have. Yeah, but I got to meet my boy, so he he talked on, you know, what's his name from Industrial Don, Robert Forrester. So I, I got that. That's my picture right now. So I got to see his panel. It was great. Um, you know, Fred uh, Williamson. But, uh, yeah, Fred Williamson. Robert Forrester is the other one. He's a he's a yeah. help fiction, uh, Jackie Brown. You know, um, I think Fred Robert. Williamson was the one. Fred Williamson was the one who I I kind of took away from the most that weekend. Um, and it was because of the You're racism that's Queenie, being dis- the racism that's being displayed in America nowadays. It really hit home when he said here in America that he is a black star. In Italy, where he lives, he's just an action he's star an, that they don't distinguish. No, mm-hmm. Fred Williamson. Yeah, he was my him and Carolyn Monroe were my favorite encounters of the night. Um, I'm a huge fan of Carolyn Monroe as it is. Um, she's in I Bad Eye of the Tiger. That's where I first saw her. And and here's a good segue. Um, she also happens to be starring in the first Bond movie I ever saw, which is The Spy Who Loved Me with Roger Moore. I was very young. It, it was 1977, which was, as we all know, a very important year for movies for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Star Wars and James Bond are on the theaters. Um, I don't remember shit about The Spy Who Loved Me from that initial screening other than the song and the opening number with the girls uh, twirling around the guns. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. Um, and, of course, that starred Roger Moore, which um, – 
was my would have been my first bond. <laughs> yep. Live and Let Die was my favorite Bond movie. Uh, he 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 passed away today at 89 years old. So I you know sad. Roger Moore was awesome. Uh, I actually yeah. yeah his era of Bond was campy, but I have a soft spot for Moonraker even to this day. And uh, I saw that in the theaters as well. And I saw Live and Let Die. I mean, so he was my first Bond. You know Bond. James Bond. So I'm always going to have a soft spot to to for Roger Moore. And he was really and, funny. He was on the Muppet Show. <laughs> yeah. And for your eyes only was not all that campy. There were a couple things, especially the stupid bit with the parrot. But for the most part, for your eyes only was done pretty straight. And uh, my favorite Roger Moore film of all times is Folks. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, if you get the chance, uh, it's F F O L K E S. He plays uh, an anti-terrorist expert who loves cats and hates women. And I'm just going to leave that there for you. Love cats and hates women. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm good with that. So, so you so know, good. this whole once again we've had a week of fucking tragedy. I mean, it's been terrible. Uh, you know, and uh, another. There was, Roger Moore was like this, not even, you know, it, it almost gets buried, you know, like when John Hurt died a few weeks ago, it almost got lost because there was so much other shit on the news blocking it out, and, and these people need to be remembered, you know, and, and not the least of which, I wanted to mention one more suicide this last week, and which is heartbreaking, um, I honestly, I am not a best person to do this one, because I, I, I'm terrible about Zack Snyder, uh, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I nobody deserves what happened to him. Uh, his, you know, he had to leave the Justice League because his daughter, a very young woman, uh, killed herself a couple days ago. Yeah. And um, oh my goodness, Josh, it, Josh Whedon has agreed to take over Justice League and has finished the final shoot. They were almost completed. Um, and uh, so we don't know what's going to happen to Zack Snyder from this on and what's going to happen. But um, once again, like Chris Cornell, our thoughts are, and uh, are towards his family. Um, this is and with Roger Moore as well. Um, yeah. And one final and one final one. And this one's really sad, too. It's not in the same vein as people, but I still think it matters. Um, I just got word that um, ghosts. Uh, from the Game of Thrones, the uh, wolf that they were using to render ghosts uh, passed away tragically, and his wife preserved today also. Um, oh. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's just a lot of terrible See, news. See, that's the one I coming. cried at when I found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I told Queenie, and she loved wolves. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, so, you know... Dedicated. And, 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 you know, also, like, well, it's just an animal. And, yeah, it is an animal, but I guarantee you, animal deaths feel just as painful sometimes. And it's, you know, maybe not as much as what, unfortunately, what some people are going through right now doesn't even compare. But it is worth noting. 
So, um, you know, I so there's, there was a lot. Like I said, last week was crazy. Go watch John Oliver. I loved how he called last week Super Watergate, and he almost – like gave his entire half hour to how much shit went down last week, and it's still yeah. not ha- continuing to stop. We this week started out on a bad note, obviously this morning uh, uh, with Manchester. Uh, you know, uh, it's just been a horrible. But in the silver lining and all of this is that in the middle of all this shit, I got something in the mail. I got uh, tickets in the mail yesterday, and I'm gonna go see Baby Driver tomorrow at um, Edgar Wright's yeah. movie. In an advanced screening, so you know, there's that. It always happens when some sad things are happening in my life. I win tickets to something. It always happens when I was cleaning out my dad's house in the fire. I won tickets to Blue Man Group. I mean, it just—it's always something random like that. Um, so, um, but you know, so it's just a weird week. You know what I'm saying? Let's just like let's can we once again can we start this whole year over? Can we just like start it over, like yeah, I mean, on top of it, don't forget James died too. I mean, I'm still reeling from that. It was only four weeks ago. You know, we talked about it on air. You know, it's just terrible. Um, uh, but well, around know, the same time I had James, I had another friend, Eric, pass away from congestive heart failure. I went to high school with him, so I had a couple at once. But there is some fun to be had. We got to create our own fun or we're going to go all go insane. I think we all slowly are going insane. Like I said, Queenie, you're right. People are just absolutely spinning like tops right now. Nobody knows where the yeah. chips are going to fall. doesn't matter what they believe or what they think. Everyone is just in this heightened state of agitation. And it's no good for anybody. Especially there was a great a sign at one of the, uh, the Trump protests. Somebody had a sign say, this is the worst episode of Black Mirror ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> turn, 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 turn. Oh man, it's so crazy. But you know, but that's it. I'm, but I'm used to madness, and you know, and sometimes we have to make our own madness. And this hey, case, you don't watch that. Watch this. This is the heavy, heavy monster sound. The nuttiest sound around. So if you're coming off the street and you're beginning to feel the heat, well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est, rock steady beat of madness. One step beyond. As much as I could go on for hours about the sadness that's happening with people passing and death, because believe me, it's a subject I know unfortunately well too well. Let's make this a little bit more fun and talk about death in the frame of horror films. Because after all, horror films are therapeutic. They help us get through times like these. And I guarantee you the Halloween horror movie Marathon Madness has gotten me through times like these, including the death of my father and my ninth month of pregnancy. So life and death and the madness all together in one. So, so welcome, folks, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the hour, second half hour of our best on sexy witches, and we are going to change gears completely and talk about the horror movie contest that I've been running now since 2007, the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. And all of my sexy witches here have been either as judges or contestants in this 
contest. So what is the madness, ladies and gentlemen? If you're listening to the show, you probably already know. But if you don't know and you're just listening to the show for the first time, let's talk about it. Let's start with Aaron Kogan, my L.A. correspondent, who did the madness, I think, for the first time last year. Is that correct? Uh, last year was my second year. Second year. That's right. So yeah. What is, the, what is the madness and what is the madness to you? Oh, the madness is so glorious. Uh, the madness is, uh, at its heart, uh, an online community thing where you share uh, your love primarily of horror films. Uh, the coolest part for me is uh, finding stuff within the theme. Every year has a different theme. And, of course, you get extra bonus points for doing cool outside activities involved with the theme. Um, you get points for going to uh not Scary Farm or Universal's Hollywood Horror Nights or things like that. And you watch movies and TV and, uh, you know, write little synopses of them and get points. It's all about bragging rights, getting points and bragging rights. It's always about bragging rights. Nobody actually wins really anything. Technically, there's no prize. But I do have a poster, and we will have a poster for this year for the 10th anniversary. Mr. Frank Browning, who's done my poster for the last few years, has graciously once again decided to donate his time and create a poster for the 10 years of the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. Now, normally this contest, this, this, this is an annual broadcast. We always do it six months out, talk about our favorite horror movies and the theme and things like that. But – uh, we also, but I've already announced the theme. Actually, I announced the theme in January because I was like, well, you know, there's no reason to hide the theme because it's my 10-year anniversary. So we're calling it 10 Years of Fears. And if you look at my borders, you'll notice it's the font for Stranger Things, which will come into play for the madness this year. Uh, mm-hmm. What this year is going to be like? It's going to be a greatest hits and best of type thing. We've already actually started working on the madness and I've been throwing it out to crowdsourcing and funding. Uh crowdsourcing, not funding. Nobody gives me money. Uh, <laughs> give me they give me swag sometimes to give away, but they don't give you money. Um <laughs> but uh you know, to, where was I? But yeah, we've already started working on it. I actually had a contest, March Madness contest where I had a twenty four brackets and and I did a greatest hit. So the, some of the best movies in in the uh, madness or some ones that were very prevalent, I made a little map and, and, and a little bracket, and we fought them back and forth in a versus-type scenario until we got to one. And, Queenie, do you remember which our number one movie was after the, all the dust settled? Oh, um. No, I don't. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you a hint. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a zombie film from you New have Zealand. A lot of favorite movies. Is it the Blob? <laughs> oh no, my number one film of all time. If you go to my top ten horror film list, it's still sitting pretty on top. My favorite stars. It's uh, I'll give you a hint. Lord of the Rings. Mine. Lord of the Rings. You know. Lord of the Rings. Anybody else? We'll throw it to the whole floor. Lord of the Rings. Horror film, Lord of the Rings. <coughs> Zombie film for New England. <coughs> you guys voted oh, for it. I didn't. Brain dead. <laughs> brain dead. Brain dead? Yes. Yes, brain dead. Still got it. Yes. 
England. Give me New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I still pick it up anyway. <laughs> I was like, I get what oh, you're saying. Oh, man, I was coughing. But I meant New Zealand, yes. Um, <laughs> Jesus fuck Christ. I have to fuck up my own game. Uh, but anyway, Dead Alive <laughs> happened to be the winner. Uh-huh. For a while, I thought it was going to be Cabin in the Woods. And I actually was kind of excited for that because, of course, yeah. I was going Sexy Witches is a namesake. But Dead Alive also happens to be my favorite film of all time. Horror film wise, and I love that movie. It is so much fun. Though I will say, and and Queenie's choice, Sit on Your Grave, almost made it all the way through. I was really surprised. Really, you know? Yeah, we made you made it all the way to semifinal. Uh, so, uh, I could I could not believe how well, how much le- how many how, the legs that film had. I was very impressed. So uh, you know, I, for a while I thought, oh my goodness, what an interesting song. But Dead of Alive works. Uh, but it's not going to be just the uh, zombie films won't be the focus of the madness. Like I said, this is going to be a greatest hits kind of thing. And uh, and at 10 o'clock, I will talk about the next thing that the audience gets to do. I'm hoping some judges call in. Um, I do have five judges this year um, so far. Uh, Queenie's a judge. And Queenie, talk about being yep. a judge, if you would, please. I like being a judge because it's kind of like being a coach, you know. <laughs> You get your team together. You inspire them. You know we're gonna we're gonna win, or at least do pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and usually it works. Uh, I, you know, it's been good motivation. <laughs> well, it's pretty good. Judges are like mentors, kind of like X Factor. They have a group, and they take that group and they encourage them. Uh, the, the 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 basis of the madness, the what is is that is it's a writing exercise, and so that's why a lot of bloggers do it. Um, you watch as many horror films as you can, and then once a week you have to turn in a summary to Queenie, your judge. And Queenie, what do you do with those summaries? I take the summary. I see, you know, if you followed the rules of the madness, and you know, we discuss points if necessary and then bam you get scored get watch a fuck ton of movies write about mm-hmm. it in quick short concise doesn't have to be a fucking dissertation concise is good we like concise turn it into your judge your judge gives you a score and we put we do that for four weeks at the fourth week we put all our scores together and the person has the most points over the week wins the whole madness we also do a judge cumulative overall scores, weekly scores, and team scores. So the team judge, the judge whose team wins the overall points, gets to actually choose the theme, well, assist with the theme, because I ultimately, I am the benevolent overlord. I choose everything. But, you know, but they get massive influence either by who they are or, or even hands-on on, on to the rules for the year, the next following year. So all judges get a poster. The winner of the madness also gets a poster. It's all out of pocket. It's all volunteer time. Nobody gets paid a dime. Uh, so it's a lot of fun that way. Erin Marie and Erin Kogan have both been contestants. Erin Marie, what is it like to be a contestant? It is the most fun I have all year, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's the only time I allow myself to trash talk some, be like, yeah, I watched this many, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love to discuss um, the movies with people. I love the live viewings. I mean, absolutely everything about it is interactive and fun. We do the live viewings now. <laughs> I really like those. 
I, yeah. I, I can't wait to, to do live viewings this year. I don't know what they're going to be yet. But... Especially for the, uh, I was going to say, the Stranger Things. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. the binge watching. Yep. I, I, the interesting thing about this year's madness is that Halloween ends, I think, on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Let me see. I forget. Let's see. Because the end of the madness is always sunrise, November 1st. That's when the madness right. is over. Um, this year, Halloween is on the 31st. It also happens to be the day that Stranger Things drops. So I have decided to do a live viewing marathon, uh, of maybe not the whole season, but several of the se- episodes together. I, I'm still working on this, but uh, to do exactly how I'm going to point it up. But because I allow grace periods on day, day on on, t- on months like this, I'm going to let people have the next three days to finish the entire season. So you can actually cram Stranger Things in and get it in before you absolutely have to turn in your final summary. <laughs> your final summary will be due on November 5th, Sunday, November 5th this year. So it's a late, it's a long madness, but it's 10 years of fear, so we got a lot of shit to cram in at that time. So it'll be awesome. So that's announcement. Well, but that's not the big announcement. Um, first of all, I also wanted to announce that Nathan Hamilton agreed today to be a judge. So welcome to Nathan Hamilton, son of celluloid. We love when Nathan is always, he's been a contestant as a judge, and he's really one of the hearts and souls of the madness. I really couldn't do this without him, especially now that James is gone. He's really my crutch in my heart. And, um, you know, James is really the heart. James Harris, Dr. is really the heart of the madness. But yeah, I created it, but he, made, he gave it a soul. Uh, so he made he really shaped it to what it became. Um, so Nathan's joined, but get this, our champion, Newt White, who's now been champion not one, but two years of the madness, has wants to be a judge this year. And so I couldn't be more excited. So I am going to miss reading her summaries because her summaries were long, very long, but some of the funniest hmm. ones you could possibly read in the madness. Oh, my God. And I encourage people to read each other's summaries. Read them. They're hysterical. You read them, you learn, and you might they see are. something on their list. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. Or, or, I saw that. Oh, it's terrible. I disagree with you. Or, I agree with you. It's really fun to talk about because even though we have a point system, it's really just a device. The madness is about the conversation of film and horror. And we talk about, pretty much always talk about the entire month of October. But in fact, we start talking about the last two weeks in September because I dropped the rules in September. I recruit the, the group of our Facebook group and then and then we start the madness on October first. Uh it's gonna be a lot of fun, I hope. <laughs> this year has been a kind of a big year for me, so on many levels. And uh and so we'll get through it. Uh, so uh where was I at? I don't remember what uh any of you scored last year. I, I know the newt one I don't remember who my and then uh, Cleanie, were you the I was team like winner in, again this year? Oh, were you the team uh, winner? I was in fifth or sixth place. I was, I was pretty high I up. I can't remember. It, oh so no, maybe not. You were judging. I was judging. <laughs> we did pretty good. It, 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 it was a very, very, very tight year last year. Last year's theme was scary clowns, uh, and mm. we had our. Our first, our first film that was not released um, yet on the poster last year, which was like our first in the Circus of the Dead, which is now released and officially uh, in 2017. So, uh, 
So what what would be the one film when you think about the madness in your personal life that usually comes up um, that you watch over again? I usually watch Repo the Genetic Opera at least once. Well, you stole that from me, darn it. I was about to say that. Yeah, well, I had had a Repo the Genetic Opera birthday party that is still epic to this day. People talk about it it for years to come. So there. (laughs) <laughs> I, I really want the girl there's this girl, the burlesque person that's been on the show Sherry um, Sherry uh, Sweetbottom her name is based on on you know on Amber Sweet uh, from yep. from Repo and I really want her to do a, a Repo goth show I think she'd just be that's fabulous <laughs> it would be amazing. be amazing I really hope she does it someday you know I really do so um, so we all agree on Repo <laughs> Mm-hmm. We all watch Repo. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna watch. It. For some reason, I always end up watching Army of Darkness, even though I've seen it like eight million bajillion times. But Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell is always part of the madness. Uh, one of the things about the madness, and we won't get into the details on how the rules work, but as you watch films, every horror film, no matter what it is, gets a, gets gets points. It doesn't matter what kind of subgenre it is, if it's considered horror or a thriller. I will usually accept it, and sometimes I will accept out of genre uh, like science fiction and fantasy, depending on the year. Uh, this year, I am pleased to announce that there will be no science fiction or fa- strict traditional fantasy chosen for the madness unless it hits the normal uh, rules criteria for devils and witches and things like that. Um, we are a straight horror year. This is going to be oh. horror. You are going to watch scary films. For the month of October, 10 years of fear. So no side Star Wars. I have had side Star Wars marathons. I've had Blade Runner marathons for the madness. We did Westerns last year, uh, yeah. you know, because there is crossover, believe it or not, especially in 70s movies. I got, uh, I got one. Go ahead. Okay. I got one. Um, a movie that I think of when I think of the madness, May. May? Yep. Oh, yeah. May. Yes. May yes. Was because that was, was when I had my first all-girl team, and I had that, that cool, a, you know, Susie group. So yeah, that May. was a very nice year. May is a great film. It was on our, it was on our mascot film bracket, and it didn't last very long, but it was there. Uh, it was, you know, I think Chopping Mall blew its head off. Chopping Mall made it all the way to semifinals. For a while, I thought Chopping Mall might have actually was looking like Chopping Mall might be Cabin in the Woods versus Chopping Mall, and I would have been more than pleased with that. That would have been awesome. I absolutely adore Chopping Mall, which is the same year as the doll year that, uh, Queenie, you had May and Team Suzy Q, so, uh, which is your middle name, right? Oh, May is my middle name, yeah. May is your middle name. Okay, not Susie, but yep. May is. Not Susie, so, no. Excellent. No, it's not Susie. So uh, so let me go ahead and tell you what the next step of madness is, okay? There's a couple of things. First of all, how do you become part of the madness? I'm saying this rhetorically, but how do you become part of the madness? Well, first of all, it's on social media. It's on Facebook. So you go to the group the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness on Facebook and make sure your friend requests. Now, here's the thing. I get a shit ton of bots from Malaysia and Philippines in that group for some reason, and they just won't let up. 
so if I accidentally delete you as I'm trying to sort some of that shit out, please try again or PM me and say, hey, I'm trying to get into the second group or have a friend sponsor you. It's easy enough to do. Just let me know that you're there, and I'll let you in. Uh, you must friend me and your judge, but you do not have to friend your, your fellow contestants, so I really encourage it because you'll meet some amazing people that way. Um, once you're part of the group, that's all you have to do if you want to just be part of the group and talk about horror for the you know year. Because over the year, we are a mild matter horror film group. We talk about film like any other group on Facebook. But in October, we've become the fiercest film-watching competition on Facebook. So, uh, you know, so... Uh, you know, and if you want to become an active contestant, you do that in the rule drop, and we'll talk about that in September, right before the madness. So there'll be the 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 date for the rule drop is. Let me give you that date, and then I'll remind you as we get closer. And do, 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 what is that date? The date will be Tuesday, September nineteenth. That is rule drop. 2017 of the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. I will have a radio show that day as well, and I will read the Madness rules live on air. And even though there's rules and they're lengthy, and I always tell you, ladies and gentlemen, don't get hung up on the rules. Once again, repeat after mm. me. Do not don't get hung up, get on, hung the up on the rules. Do not get hung up on the rules. If you can watch a lot of horror movies and write about it once a week, does take a little bit of discipline, but it's possible you can win the madness. Very simple, and it's a lot of fun, so I highly recommend it. Now, what I want from you guys and from my audience is the next step. So um, in the madness, there are different ways to make points. Every horror film gets points, but some are worth more than others. Ones in themes gets bonus points. You also have something called a wild card. A wild card is a person, place, or thing related to our theme. And if it just happens to be on what you're watching uh, and it's out of genre, not horror, you can still count it. For example, Bruce Campbell, he's the only permanent wild card. And if you happen to uh, binge the entire eight seasons of Burn Notice, even though it has nothing to do with horror, because Bruce Campbell stars in those shows, you can actually count them towards the madness and put them on your summary. So there's lots of ways to get points for things that aren't even horror in a purely horror film uh, year, as this one's going to be. And like Aaron Kogan said, there's also outside events, and I do accept them, concerts, media conventions, horror conventions, uh, haunted houses, haunted houses, seasonal walkthroughs. Always give points to seasonal walkthrough if they're in theme. I also will give them I will give points this year for pop-up bars in theme because there's been these pop-up bars coming up everywhere if it's horror themed or stranger themed themed uh, like the one here in Adams Morgan we have a stranger themed pop-up bar right now which is awesome because it looks like a Christmas lights and they all blink like help 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 and stuff it's pretty cool uh, <laughs> so, um, or or the bar in um the bar in Baltimore here called the wind-up space that looks like the red room from Twin Peaks there's a segment there, segue there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so there's lots of things to do. But bonus points are really how you get the most points. And uh, this year's bonus points are going to be a little different. I am going to have one or two bonus points written specifically for this year. And I'm about to reveal the first bonus point. The first bonus point is going to be you get a bonus point for any film that screened from 2007 to 2016. So you'll automatically mm -hmm. get a point for that. 
However, if it comes out, if it came out in 2017, this year, automatic triple bonus. So the highest nice. point value. So any film, current horror film from this year that's out, and it has to have a release date of 2017, either on VOD, DVD, or theatrical release, you can watch it for the madness. And that means I'm glad to last year's mascot film, Circus of the Dead, will be counted as a full high honors film as automatic triple bonus at the highest point value because its DVD drop was January 2017. So, uh, you know, so get out, look up those recent films. You're going to watch those films. And, you know, usually I have the older the films are, the more points they are. This year, the newer the films are, the more points there will be. Mm. Nice. Now, the followers, there's usually about 10 bonus points. A bonus point will have multiple elements, and if you hit just one of those elements in that point, uh, you get it. So, for example, if I have an element that says, well, eye gouging in a sword fight. Uh, so, someone gets mm. eye gouged, you get a bonus point, or you get a sword fight. Now, if you get a sword fight and an eye gouge in the same movie, you don't get two points. You just get one. You just need to get one of those elements. So, I've had many, many themes over the years, starting with Odious Ooze Bad Baby in 2009, and last year was Circus of the Dead, or, or, or Circus of Colorphobes, which was Fear of Scary Clowns. We've also done Darkness and Robots and Video Nasties, which was a very important year. Um, so I'm going to, starting tomorrow morning and going on through the summer, I'm going to post up to 10 bonus points a week in a poll at the mm. Madness page. And it's going to be pinned in the Madness group. And you can vote on which bonus points you like the most. And I'm going to compile a list from the ones that get the most votes. I might tailor and tinker a few. And my judges will help with the creative process, and they'll be able to tailor it as well. They're still going to look for the secret films. Uh, the judges get to still choose those, uh, which will all be modern films from the past 10 years. Uh, so, uh, But... You, the, the people get to choose this year which bonus points from all the madnesses that we have them for, which was from, starting from the second year. So uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. The first set will be from uh, Bad Baby Blues in 2009 when I had my daughter. I was eight months pregnant and actually had the baby and was only four days late with the final summary results. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> I didn't do too bad there. <laughs> and pretty I was impressive. In the for three days too, uh, and we also have other themes that we had with odious oozes, which was kind of blob, but that was that year. Like I said, video nasties, classic films. <coughs> Whoa, excuse me. All this hmm. stuff. So look for that. Look for those. I will mention it on my profile and on the Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches plays, but to vote, you must be a member of the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness page and a group, and I will put that, I'll make that completely available easily for people to find it. So please, please look for that. Uh, do you, does any of my sexy witches here have any questions? No. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I didn't do too bad this year, <laughs> considering this year is very different than what I've all have done. Um, but um, one final thing, um, we are dedicating this year to Doc Terror, um, James Harris, uh, who passed away a month ago on, on April 13th. Um, and uh, he was, like I said, like he was the heart of madness and my soul of madness. He took, he, he, he made my first poster. And uh, he also contributed to the second poster. He did all the team banners, which 
I don't know what I'm going to do without him this year for the team banners, but Frank might step in for me for that because um, I'm not any good at Photoshop. I can do lots of other things, but I'm not going to Photoshop. Uh, and uh, but I this is all because of him, and I I really couldn't do it without him. And I'm not sure I want to continue without him to be honest with you. But we'll talk about that later. Um, <clears throat> On a happier note, the madness is six months away, and I can't wait for this year's Halloween because, boy, are we going to need it. We are going to need that purge <laughs> through the summer. It's going to be a long hot summer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with you with yeah. that. Oh, man. Raise a glass. <laughs> so, yep. Do us falling warriors. All right, so it is 10.07, guys. Do you want to, like, go ahead and start the community calendar and get this bitch closed up for the night? Sounds good. Sounds good to me. All right, so if anybody, once again, wants to be part of the madness, please go to Facebook and look for the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. Uh, I'll I'll link it through all my normal profiles and pages. Uh, There is even a Twitter account, believe it or not. Um, And... um, and join the group, and if even if you don't want to be an active participant in October, please join the group if you love horror, because there's a lot of great people in there, writers, bloggers, screenplay actors, scare actors, lots of scare actors, uh, and we all have, love movies, and a lot of stay-at-home moms, too. They like horror films. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's great. People from all walks of life, all over the world, play the madness, and I'm, it's literally, I've had people in India and in uh, Europe and Germany play the madness. So it's fabulous. Uh, so it is now 10.08, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the community calendar. A lot of geek happenings all over the United States. Everybody gets a little something except for, I think, Queenie. I don't have anything in Seattle for you, unfortunately. Do you have anything in Seattle that you're coming up? No, sadly. It's mostly LARP season, so we have a lot of LARP stuff happening if you're into that. <laughs> Well, like my husband, do you have any... the Oregon chapter of Alliance now. Well, so, well he's, not, he's one of many. He's he's on the plot team. Well, you, as long as you're keeping busy, LARPing's a good way. It's warm now, so uh-huh. let's have some LARPing. So, all right, yeah. so anyway, let's start the community calendar and get that bag out. Oh, it's All right. I have one final piece of negative news on the community calendar, but it's not a death. Thank God for that, because I'm so done with sadness. Ugh. I, I, I'm, I mean, this is the depressed episode of Sexy Witches. We gotta uh, get through this grieving period. Uh, but anyway, Twin Peaks premiered this weekend. So Eric, you're on, Eric Hogan. Um, everyone I know that saw it, except for a couple people, loved it. Eric Hogan, how did you feel about it? Uh, totally loved it. My one little caveat is if you hadn't watched the show previous in the previous series, I think you'd be lost like a motherfucker. Uh, there's a lot of stuff with the Black Lodge, which really wasn't made very clear even in the first series. And uh, Agent, Special Agent Cooper is uh, still in the Black Lodge when we start the series, and his doppelganger is out. So I think that's probably going to be confusing to a lot of people. But it's 
it's the lynchiest lynch has been in a while. It's beautiful and uh, kind of tone poem-like. And uh, Angelo Baldamenti, who is a fucking genius composer, is, you know, still hitting all the right notes, no pun intended. And the other songs that were chosen work really well. And I don't know where we're going, and I don't care. I'm along for the ride. I, I'm glad you are, um, it, but I have some terrible news for you. Are you ready? Yeah. They had record low ratings. I, I read that the ratings were not that great. However, it's a mm-hmm. record number of people uh, signing up for uh, Showtime's. People, that's the interesting thing. People bought Showtime for Twin Peaks. I have a feeling what's going to happen. It's just like what's happening with the show I'm watching. It's directly opposite of it. American Gods on Stars. Um, Which people I also are gonna, love. And it's been renewed, by the way, for a second season already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they got a second season. Yeah, they, they immediately. By, after the episode one, they announced season two. It was that fast. Um, so, uh, But I think people are waiting till the end, and they're going to binge the whole thing at once. And with American I Gods, right. I can guarantee you it's going to actually be better because right now I feel yeah, like it I'm would like make in more a sense. foggy, foggy soup that's just dry. I, it, it, this is, I'm predisposed to like things like American Gods. It's about thought form and paganism and all these things that Neil Gaiman is great at, yet I'm completely oh, yeah. and utterly lost in this show. Uh, Ian McShane's in it. Come on, you know my boy's in it. And, and but, but right? I'm sticking with American Gods, and I'm gonna try to get through it. Last episode finally brought it around to full circle. So hopefully they actually start moving the plot forward next episode, and we get Crispin Glover next episode. So that's that right. I'm looking forward so, to. I'm very excited about that. Uh, also, yeah, so, I should mention that there's a really good uh, documentary on. Neil Gaiman, um, his, uh, this past year was his last year doing signings and it follows him around, uh, as he finishes up, uh, his American tour of signings. Cause he, he didn't want to just stop cold Turkey and say, that's it. I'm not doing signings any, anymore. He wanted to give the fans a chance to come out and see him. And, um, yeah, it's really good. It, it's also on Showtime. So uh, I'm, I'm, sorry, really, I'm really I'm hoping stars. he changed his mind on that because I, I yeah. not being able to meet Neil Gaiman in person, I, I, it's actually on my bucket list, and I would be like, yeah. anyway. Uh, I had yeah, the pleasure I, of meeting him a couple times, and it would be a loss. Yeah, it, absolutely. And, here, and this is why he's a loss, guys. He's such a sweetie. You know what he's doing? He's raising $500,000 for refugees for a person that asked for his help, and he's going to do it by reading, get this, a Cheesecake fan, um, Factory menu live on air on Facebook. <laughs> I told him. Yeah. I got to meet I know. him once, so I'm glad I got that chance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad. The special on Stars is called Neil Gaiman Dream Dangerously. Oh, actually, so, I've passed yeah. that a couple of times. I might have to go back and watch that then. It's worth it. Yeah, it sounds like I should. Well, I, I, I don't know Gaiman. all of his work, but what I do like of his work, I like a lot. And I absolutely adore Mirror Mask. I'm one of the few people that does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Mirror Mask is one of my favorites. Stardust, Coraline. Um, I used to have the book, which was like this. I used to read it every year. It was uh, Santa's Evil Twin, which he had written. Fun. (laughs) It is a very fun book. (laughs) Um, My wife teaches uh, first grade, as I probably mentioned before, and there's two that she loves to read to her class, uh, Wolves in the Wall which is brilliant. Oh, I've got that one too. Yeah. And then the other one that she loves to read is uh, The Day I Traded My Dad for Two Goldfish. And the kids (laughs) eat it up. Like, as you would imagine, the kids freaking eat it up. That's awesome. So so our television picks for this week's community calendar is Twin Peaks. The, the Return and American Gods on Stars and Showtime. And of course, Mystery Science Theater 3000. I, as Ron and I had an argument on the last air when we did the show, and he hung up. First person, first calling <laughs> guest that ever hung up in anger. We have buried the hatchet, but I still completely 100% disagree with okay. him. I do not think the back half of Mystery Science Theater was garbage. Matter of fact, I thought that the Santa. The, uh, the Christmas that almost was an episode. It's probably as good as any of the other preceding seasons. Uh, and same with Star Crash. Star Crash is brilliant. Uh, Star Crash is yeah. brilliant. Star yeah, Crash was so, great. Is, is that the one that yeah. had the... Uh, and Crime Wilderness cameo? was pretty fucking hysterical, too. Oh, my God. Yes, and, and here's the thing about Mr. Science Theater 3000. Not only did they, they... They also gave our homeboys from Vinegar Syndrome money for a forest case scan of Cry Wilderness. So they're supporting Vinegar Syndrome and Salt Factory. You know, we got to give Mr. Science Theater 3000 some love. It, isn't, it can't Ooh, be can't... the one that we grew up with. It's now mainstream. This is our modern mainstream version of it, and it's still geeky as fuck. So we got to love it. And I have a big Speaking announcement of... on that. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. You first. Your announcement. Oh well, I, I, I was going to say maybe maybe my announcement is your announcement, so you go first. Mm-mm. Not at all. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say tickets just went on sale either yesterday or the day before for the brand new uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 tour with the Live new guys tour, that's correct. out on yeah, tour um, and and two shows two shows motherfucker at Comic Con yeah. And that's correct. Um, uh, they went on sale last week. Um, our, our show is coming right up. It's the 9th. I was going to talk about it next episode, but the 9th of June, they're doing two shows at the Lincoln Theater here, and then they're coming back in, in August and doing another show in Baltimore. So I have a couple chances to hit Mystery Science Theater 3000 live tour. I'm really looking well, you forward know, to it. Go ahead. Right I was going to say that June 9th is the, the day I'm supposed to come up there and stay a week. Well, I haven't bought the ticket I, yet, and there's two screenings. We can talk about that later, but I definitely am <laughs> thinking about going uh, for sure. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. For, yeah, yeah for, I would be up there for that. 3000, look for the live tour, ladies and gentlemen. you got to do it. I, I, I can't. And this is my announcement. Today I started building a costume, my second ever cosplay costume, and guess who it's going to be? King of Forester. King of Forester. Right on. Yeah, I have the peak I have the peacoat. I have the I have my my badges. So I have my my little bones badges. I don't quite have the horn hair sticks, but I do have bone hair sticks. They'll work in a pinch. 
um, and, uh, and I'm working on acquiring a pair of 20-eye boots to complete the look. So um, <laughs> I'm going to probably debut it at AwesomeCon. I'm really thinking about it. Matter of fact, Erin Marie, nice. I'm going to need your help with my yes. hair. So. Yes, <laughs> I'm there. I will do it absolutely. Felicia okay. Day. Felicia Day. I might not dye my hair red, but we'll have time to think about that while you're here. So, uh, but I definitely need to pull it up because you got to do it up. So, uh, you know. Yeah. But I, no, I have. To, I can do that. I, I have to do King of Forrester, and depending on when her uh, photo op is, I might go do the photo op with Felicia Day in costume. I'm thinking about it. Nice. I'm thinking about it. So that's Awesome Con. That's on uh, a couple of weeks. We'll talk about Awesome Con in the next episode because we're going to devote an entire episode to Awesome Con. Let's get back to the other great awesome stuff that's all over the United States. And believe me, there's a shit ton of it. And let's start with tomorrow, 524, changing complete gears and talking about an old school Bort Reynolds film, The Smokey and the Bandit. I mean, has yeah. anybody, I'm sure all of you have seen this movie, right? It's very famous. Smokey and the Bandit, oh, yeah. one of my best friend's favorite movies. It's having its 40th anniversary this year along with Star Wars. And um, Fathom Events is repeating the 40th anniversary screening of Smokey and the Bandit um, this, tomorrow, 524. And the first one played on this Sunday. I know a few people that went. So if you have never seen Smokey and the Bandit like that kind of movie, it is a really fun film to see in the theaters. Uh, it's not a great movie, but I know people that swear by that film. So go see Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Star Wars at 40, the Smithsonian is actually going to host on the 25th. So this is Thursday here in D.C. at the Mar- Air and Space Museum. <laughs> Star Wars at 40. All right. Are you ready to hear what they're doing? This is awesome. Mm. Hold on to your butts. Uh, they're celebrating the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, uh, Star Wars A New Hope with an evening of Star Wars activities and excitement. The evening will include two special screenings of Star Wars A New Hope in the museum's Lockheed Martin IMAX Digital Laser Theater. Uh, wow. it is, unfortunately, they're sold out. It's the only part of it that is. Um, you can talk with the experts. There's going to be uh, sci-fi experts, the guy that did all the... Um, Shots. They're going to be there talking about the film and the impact it had on their lives. Um, there's going to the, the 505th. Is it? Is that what they are? The, the, the 501st. Oh my God! I'm yeah, the 501. Yeah, the 501st is going to be there as well as the uh, bounty hunters. They're going to be there walking around so you can take pictures with them. There's going to be a nice. brass band in the museum playing the score <laughs> all day, which is awesome. What? And believe it or not, <laughs> I know. And even though I mentioned tickets, believe it or not, these tickets are, get this, free. It's a free event, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to pay a dime to visit the museum or do the Star nice. Wars event. Even even if, and you still, maybe you can sneak into the IMAX theater. If you can't, there's so much other stuff to do, not to mention the museum itself is worth a look. So right that's on. here in Smithsonian, Star Wars at 40. Happy birthday, Star Wars. You changed my life okay. forever. So... Now, changing gears a lot and heading out towards Aaron, your world, L.A., Orange County. Matter of fact, to be exact, Oak Canyon Park. Can you tell us about Oak Canyon Park? Uh, no, I don't really know that much about Oak Canyon Park. Ah, I can tell you a lot about Oak Canyon Park, at least what's happening there. Do you know who Danzig is? Well, of course. Yeah, Okay. 
Mr. Danzig himself is hosting mother. the blackest. <laughs> yep, mother. Blackest oh, of the right. Black Festival, a two-day right. destination festival complete with a castle, bondage stage, a sacrifice altar, blood baths, and other attractions. The band Danzig will headline the second night of the festival. Suicide Tendencies is leading the first. Other artists on the bill include, and this is a great lineup, oh my God, Corrosion of Conformity uh, Ministry, Suicide Silence, Discharge, and Atreyu and Mardek. And that's on 526 at Oak Cannon Park in Orange County, California. So it is the place to be if you like right 90s d- death metal. It's going to be, and, and, and seeing the ministry. Dude, go see the fucking ministry. Everyone should see ministry once in their life. So, Amen. Uh, now, if black metal and black uh, met is a little bit too much for you, when this group, I know it's not, because I know Queenie eats the shit up, like, for breakfast and things like that. <laughs> but, but Aaron Marie is <laughs> really a I my day with a bowl of death metal. No, right. no, never been a metal fan. No, but here's, get this. My theatrical pick has a metal tie. But Aaron Marie, you're going to be excited about this. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead, no, Dead Man Tells No Tales, drops on the 26th. We all know that <laughs> big Pirates movie this weekend for Memorial Day. Oh, yeah. I have mixed Maybe feelings about one. it, but but I probably am going to eventually see it. Javier Bardem is in it, you know, things like that. I love Jack Sparrow, even though Johnny Depp and Paul McCartney. Kind of a, you know, oh, yeah, Paul McCartney's in it and everything. But here's the cool thing. Okay, so I was up in, in New York right before our last show, and I went to Niagara Falls, and I met Greg Lamberson in Buffalo. He's the director um, up there, he does a lot of asylum type stuff, um, snow shark, sacred snow beast, and all these fun stuff. He just finished rapping on a metal horror film called Johnny Gruesome, which he gave me a soundtrack. Thank you, Greg. And at some point, I'm going to put the en- interview on sex uh, on uh, the sexy witches here on Blog Talk. Uh, the stars this young man named Anthony Della Torre, and he's this really cute young man. Well, you've already seen his face because he is young Jack Sparrow. In Dead Man Tells No Tales. Ah. So, congratulations to Greg Lamberson for his new film, uh, Johnny Gruesome, and to Anthony De La Toro for not only starring his own independent horror film, but also playing a bit part. And he's playing fucking Jack Sparrow. How fucking cool <laughs> is that? So, so that's our theatrical cool. pick. Yeah. Now, if, if, if Disney is still not your bag and you want real zombies, it, you can actually go to the Mahonic Drive-In. They're starting their season. I talk about them all the time here because Mahonic Drive-In always has the Betch Retro lineups, especially since Exhumed Films started letting them use their prints. So, oh, and, yeah. you can also, and you can camp there, too. You can actually set up a tent and stay over the weekend. So it's a really fun time. And this year, on May, starting May 26th, it will be Zombie Fest 3. Exhumed Films joins forces with the Mahonic Drive-In to bring you another zombie-infested film uh, in a weekend. Three big nights of living dead fright under the moonlight. All films will be in 35 in the largest drive-in screen in Pennsylvania. So it's in Leightonton, Pennsylvania, just so you know. The films on Friday are Night of the Comet, Rabid, and Invasion of Flesh Hunters, a.k.a. Cannibal Apocalypse, which stars John fucking motherfucking Saxon, which we love. On Saturday, they're just filming three movies, but they're showing the Evil Dead trilogy from beginning to end. So, yeah. you know, wanted to, so that's always worth a cram. And then on Sunday, they're showing, and Creepshow's going to come up again later, Creepshow, 
Land of the Dead, Aww. and um, and what else? they're doing one other film, Raiders of the Living Dead, which I have no idea what it is, but it's got Schwartz from uh, Christmas Story stars in it. So um, <laughs> it starts in 86, and it's about an evil Leatherdix player. It sounds awesome and bad. So um, so that's at the Mahonic Drive-In starting on the weekend of the 26th. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and also on the 26th, and I don't know, our car keeps having problems, and everything that can possibly not let me go up there is happening. But I might still make it. My friend, once again, James Harris, Doc Terra, died a month ago. Um, he's going to get several. We've been doing a lot of things to uh, raise money for his family. Uh, he left behind three beautiful girls and a wife, and uh, we've been raising money for him on various ways, and one of the ways we're going to do it is the James Harris Memorial Screening of Creep Show at the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers. Uh, it's going to be hosted by the former head writer of Fangoria Magazine, Mike Mingles, and um, it's in honor of Dr. Terror, Quilt Fate Studios, Fright Rags, and Vinegar Syndrome will all have tables and all the sales and the raffles. From Mondo and NECA, ladies and gentlemen, all proceeds will show, of the show are donated directly to the Harris Family GoFundMe page. So it, it's amazing. Uh, they've, we've already raised quite a bit of money for them, and it's another way to do it. The and horror it's community rallies. Swags. They're, people are really coming out for James, and, it, and it's amazing who noticed his passing and how wonderful he was, and we all – strive to be what he was, you know, and is. We'll never be as, you know, he was a good man. And, and and people always say that after death. So he really was a good man. He was a pretty amazing guy. And his horror love was phenomenal, phenomenal. He taught me everything I know, but I never learned everything he knew ever. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we're going to stay in the Jersey area for 527. And this is, and this one I actually might do. So, because um, it's also up in the same area in New Jersey, the Garden State Comic Fest is proud to announce Six Flags Great Adventure Garden State Comic Fest Great Adventure Edition. Included in your park admission to help celebrate Green Adventure Superhero Summer with comics, collectibles, artists, special guests, and some of the best DC comics cosplay around. And it's all from real convention personnel. And it's set to the backdrop of DC comic-themed roller coasters. So and it's also going to include all the normal convention stuff you have, panels, concessions, contests, giveaways. There's going to be a collector's row, an Avengers area. And it's actually at the Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. And it just coincidentally, for, for a present to Lily, my husband bought us all season passes to our local Six Flags here in Maryland. So I actually have passes to go to this thing. So I'm actually seriously thinking about it because my friends live like not even a half an hour from there. So I actually may actually do that. So that's the Garden State that's Comic Fest at Great Adventure in New Jersey. So Right on. I know, man. And Yonkers is still bringing it on because not only do they have the creep show with Mike Mingold hosting, Joe Brad Briggs on the 29th is going to be hosting the 20th anniversary of Starship Troopers at the Yonkers Alamo <laughs> Drive. <laughs> right I on. know. It's awesome. I am oh, so damn, Joe proud Bob of them. Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. So, you know, uh, and both Mike Mingold and Joe Bob Briggs are so important to any horror person's upbringing. Uh, you know, and Starship Troopers. I love that movie. 
Boy, do I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. And I will love Starship Troopers forever and ever and ever. And I'm really resentful of the remake that's going to come out. And I don't want it to happen. So, (laughs) you know, now maybe if it sticks closer to the actual Heinlein book, which, by the way, I have read the book and seen the movie. And I like both. A lot of people don't, but I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe... Maybe the remake will be cool if it sticks closer to the Heinlein novel. I doubt it's going to. You know, I bet you it's going to be totally all over the map because they won't have any idea what to do with it. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, uh, speaking of another favorite film of mine, and this is on my favorite film list that's not horror, um, Harold and Maude. I absolutely adore mm. that movie. Probably my favorite screenplay, Bud Court, Ruth Gordon, uh, The Cats, you know, Steven Score. It takes place in my hometown, San Francisco Bay Area, in all the places that I would shoot in the 70s if I was a director <laughs> at that time. Sutro Bass, the, tar, the, the mud flats outside of the Bay Bridge, uh, Colma, which is, where the, uh, which is this beautiful uh, cemetery area, a lot of really unusual locations, the Dumbarton Bridge. Uh, Harold Amott is just almost note perfect. And it starts with a guy, it, it, it's, just, it's hysterical, and he's a horror geek. Bud Corp's character is a horror geek just like us, and he's an anti, he's a anti-hero, and he's hysterical, and it's a really funny movie. And they're having a special 4K screening of it at the Senator in Baltimore, This starting at 530, on the 31st of May, and it plays once a day all weekend. So if you've never seen Harold and Maude and the Screams, it really is a gorgeous film. I've seen it many, many times, did take a bunch of people to see it once on the big screen, and it's just so colorful and beautiful. I highly recommend going to see that. So oh. go ahead. Who is that? I keep mm-hmm. hearing the ghosts. Somebody's listening in, and I, I don't know. So I'm going to keep forward. So now we're getting to our horror convention, the media conventions for the following next couple weeks. <laughs> uh, Wizard World Philadelphia last year was direct competition for Awesome Con, and they had almost the entire principal cast of the Avengers during an Avengers year. And I was like, something's wrong. You can't, like, hire that level of caliber of A-lister, you know, and make money. And it turns out they weren't. Someone was skimming off the top. So Wizard World has been taking a hit, but it's still plugging along. And actually, Wizard World Philadelphia is here once again. This time it's not direct competition for Awesome Con, which is way better because I was like, no, this is terrible. Uh, But um, headliners this year is rather unusual. You ready? Here it goes. Jesse Eisenberg, Chuck Norris, Dean Simmons, John Cusack, which we just saw at Monster Mania, myself and Aaron Murray, Vakam Jensen, Karen Gillian, Emma Caulfield, Micah Rooker, Michelle Nichols, James Marster, Nicholas Brandon, fresh hot off of getting out of jail. He's going to be there. Uh, uh, Ralph Macchio, Steve Thomas Howell, Barry Boswick, and Lou Ferrigno. Also, and this is going to come up a little later, as part of this convention, Bloody Disgusting, the magazine, is hosting a three-day horror festival, which will feature special Q&As, horror icons, film premieres, repertory events, screenings, meet and greets with the actors, writers, and directors, and more. So uh, that's, in, that's up in Philadelphia, Wizard World. And I actually have a special screening I'm going to highlight from that in a few moments that is just absolutely mind-blowing. Um, 
And its direct competition on the second is actually in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's the other horror film uh, media convention pick, and this is a horror one. This is Springfield, Mass's Scarecrow New England, which is in its second year, uh, featuring exclusive private sneak peek. And this year, their their guest lineup is good. I'll read that in a minute. But they're actually the reason what they're there this year. It's they are going to be the premiere of the film Death House which is the big Expendables movie. Finally. Yeah. I've been waiting for that. Yeah, so it's headlining this uh, on the 2nd of June at Scaricon, New England. Um, The the list of headliners is just a basic solid horror line, a horror geek list, like people that you would see at most of these things. And I don't take away from that because these guys are awesome and they always bring crowds. Sid Haig, Tony Todd, Felicia Rose, Linnea Quigley, Sean Whalen, Camille Keegan, and the, the, the where is Kane Hodder? Kane Hodder is going to be there. Also, my boys Michael Darwin and Philip Perrone of the Dark Discussions podcast, who I um, sat on a panel last year at Scares That Cares with, and I'm going to be sitting on a panel with this year's Scares That Cares. Uh, they were invited guests for a second year ago, and they'll be hosting a panel discussion there live at uh, so go to if you're in the New England area and want to go see Springfield, Massachusetts, go check out Scarecon, a good solid lineup for a horror convention there. So uh, now uh, I've been covering uh, ghost hunting on the show a little bit because it is a part of fandom, even though I'm not really into ghost hunting. But I like <laughs> to mention when some of the more cooler events happen, and this one happens to be in uh, West Virginia. And it's uh, it's called, at the West Virginia, Pennsylvania, which is actually in Moundsville, Pennsylvania, but it's like on the West Virginia border. Uh, with exclusive access to the most haunted prison, you'll be ghost hunting with the Ghost Hunters USA team. You'll spend most uh, in the most active areas, including the Sugar Shack, the North Hall, and the Psych Ward. So Moundsville, Pennsylvania, Ghost Hunters USA hunts West Virginia Penitentiary. So check that out if you want to go ghost hunting. Um, that's on 6-2. Uh, we also have a theatrical drop on 6-2, and that would be dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman drops, and, you know. Um, and I have not been liking, like I said, I don't want to diss on Zack Snyder, considering what's going on with him, circumstances, but I am not a fan of most of his movies. Uh, and uh, this is the first DC Universe filming not directed by Snyder which gives me a little bit of optimism because the person who is directing it is Patty Jenkins, who directed Monster in 2003. So if anybody knows how to grab great women's performances and pull them out of them, it would be this woman. So I I don't know. That doesn't show that she can do an action picture, but it does show she can pull character. So let's let's keep our fingers crossed for Wonder Woman. How do we all feel about Wonder Woman? The advanced (laughs) buzz is really good. Uh, People are saying... It's the best DC Universe movie so far, which, again, I know well, I keep that saying this a high bar. Yeah. Exactly. Our bar is way <laughs> It looks good. It looks Our really good. Our bar is in the gutter, folks. <laughs> yeah, don't that trip is over. I, I did actually – I've, I've, I've seen – I have finally seen the DC movies all except for Suicide Squad. So I did actually so like Man sorry. of Steel a lot more than I thought I was going to. I really thought I was going to hate I did it. Too. But I despised Batman versus Superman. Oh God, my that God! Trash balls. Just, 
wasn't that oh, it was awful? awful? Like on so many levels, was that awful? It was and it didn't just have to terrible. Be, it didn't. It didn't have to be awful. And, and you, like I said, there's like exactly one action sequence in that whole film that I like, and it's yep. not the big showdown. It's the Batman assault when they go rescue Superman's mother afterwards. Nice cut, yep. tight action sequence. The rest of it yep. can be cut away. The rest of it can just go away. It's that bad. And I am a huge fan of DC Universe, and I'm willing to be open-minded, but I've not been impressed by any of these films yet. I've liked some moments in them, right? I, I actually Captain, I actually liked Man of uh, yeah, I actually liked Man of Steel. And yeah, the, the casts have been decent. It's not the actor's fault. I don't even blame Jesse Eisenberg well, for his performance. You know, uh, well, a lot of people do, but he's just doing what's, being, like what he's be, what's being told. You know? Yeah, well, but I, even I, on top I, of that, he I wasn't def- great. I defend Batman. Uh, ben Affleck as Batman. I like, you know, compared to Val Kilmer, he was way had more range. Oh my, Val Kilmer is the worst Batman uh, out there. Uh, well, like George him. Clooney wasn't George great Clooney. either. Yeah. <laughs> well, George yeah. Clooney brought nothing it's... to the table. Nothing. He did not exist. Anybody could have played his part. Like you could have literally put thousand men in that place in that film, and it would have not made a difference. No, Two words no for you. I mean, Two words. Fat nipples. Okay. Fat nipples. <laughs> nipples. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. Oh, no, no, no. Batman, Robin, oh. sure. Fat nipples. Fine. Speaking Whatever. of Val Kilmer, they just announced uh, Val Kilmer for Monster Mania here in Maryland in the end of uh, end of September. So we got, Mal- oh, we got yeah. Val Kilmer and Malcolm McDowell. So I'm pretty excited about Not that. Not just so, that. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. They announced Kate Beckinsale. That's right. They oh, did cool. Kate Beckinsale. I have a vinyl of Top Secret, the, the soundtrack from the movie <laughs> Top Secret. How silly you can, you get. Ooh, yeah. See, I'm going to totally get Val Kilmer to sign my. I, I might even pay for the Just photo op so to make sure he signs that. You know, Just so. Keep surfing uh, in the USA. Come on, there's nothing. Oh, than my that. God. The, oh, oh. Real genius. Just rug. get him to sign a bag oh, of popcorn. God, God everything. Every genius. fucking line in Real Genius. Such a fucking great movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, I'm really excited for Monster Mania. Like even more excited than I am for Awesome Con. <laughs> I keep forgetting that I have Awesome Con in the middle. Like I'm really looking forward to Monster Mania now, especially with every new announcement they make. Because I can't remember the kid's name, but the kid who was in Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones. Oh, the Goonies in right. Temple of Doom. Odd job. Odd job is not odd job. What's his name? The, he's on the double negative from you Short Round. round. Dr. Yeah, you yeah. call him Dr. Jones, lady. Yeah, that's Short Round. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, he's going to be there today announced him. I love the nice. Goonies, so. Um, um, so I, I have one for you. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, if, if you're in the Los Angeles area, um, on the 2nd of June, and yes, I've got tickets, uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson has a, oh. a new show coming up called Star Talk, and I guess apparently yeah. it's going to be an interview show, and uh, we're going to go to a little screening of this show, and they're going to have some guests, and then we're going to watch Star Trek II, uh The Wrath of Khan, for some reason. I, I don't really know why. But uh, oh, wow. that's just because the movie's awesome, 
That's because well, John sure. Horner score. I mean, I mean, why else? Oh would hell you yeah! I mean, because uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a bunch of people in a room. Can we talk about like... how that's probably the single best small orchestra score of all time? I would say it's up there. Yes. I don't think you have any arguments. Oh, I mean, love that story. I, I still cry at the end of it. I mean, I am a blubber butt from the moment sure. that 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 Spock walks into the reactor to the end of that film. I'm just kind of like, I'm just choked up for the rest of it. I just can't deal with it. It's such an important film. It's so wonderful. And, and yeah. another important film, I, 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 and that sounds awesome, by the way, Aaron. I'm so glad you're doing <laughs> that. So that's I'll a very cheeky thing. Uh, Star Talk did a special performance at AwesomeCon last year, and, it, and I believe it was Bill Nye. Was that right, Bill Aaron? Nye. I believe it was Bill Yeah, yeah it was Bill Nye. We went, I, I paid for the Kevin Smith instead because I really wanted to see Kevin Well, Smith. because it was on Talk, Sunday, but, too. Yeah, oh, and I'm so glad we didn't go because the whole uh, 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 Peter Cabaldi thing kind of fucked uh, Hall E for the entire, like, Sunday afternoon. I really hope David Tennant, they, they realize what kind of draw that's going to be, and they're more prepared this time, because David Tennant's mm. going to bring more people out than Peter Cabaldi. And oh, he yeah. A lot of people out. Mm, yeah. Like, a lot of Although I've been loving VIP this tickets. last season of Peter Cabaldi. Um, he's been a really, really good doctor, and the episodes so far this year have been tight. They've been right in character. With the doctor, we got a little taste of, of Missy, the, the female master, in the last episode. And Bill is a really good companion. I've really been enjoying oh. this this last Capaldi season. And I do have an announcement on the Doctor Who front, actually. They announced today that they are going to do a four-Doctor Who crossover with David Tennant, Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi, and one other. I don't remember who the fourth one is. It might be Colin Baker, one of the older ones. Uh, so there's gonna, they're going to make an all-new uh, Multiple Doctor movie, which was an annual thing they used to do all the time in the 80s and 90s, like Seven Doctors and the Five Doctors, yeah. and, you know, whatever. <laughs> so they're doing, they're doing the Four Doctors. So I, nice. I have to look up. But I'm actually, you know, if you're into Doctor Who, seeing Matt Smith and, and David Tennant work together is probably pretty, pretty geeky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The episode they My did together was be a really lot of excited. Fun. <laughs> it was, you know, so they already did do one. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, uh, it was the one actually that I think introduced us to the War Doctor, one of my favorite doctors of all time, John, the late great John Hurt, as the War Doctor. I got. I can't even find the the one that the announcement now. It's somewhere on my Facebook page. <laughs> I was seeing if I could figure out who the fourth <laughs> Doctor was, but I can't do it. Uh, let's get back into horror. And Queenie, this is awesome. Remember, I was mentioning that the bloody, bloody disgusting is doing the horror convention simultaneously with the uh, Wizard World Philadelphia. Well, yeah. one of the satellite perform, you know, like like awesome, like like Comic Con. They ha- there's a lot of satellite stuff happening related to awesome, related to Wizard World. And one of these things is at the Underground Arts in Philly. And get this, this is amazing. Don Darkin himself host the 30th anniversary screening of Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. It's part of the Horror Host Festival. Don Darkin is going to perform an acoustic set, and there will be a live movie screaming 
with commentary from the franchise star Heather Langenkamp, Chuck Russell is going to be there and other people. And Chuck Russell is also going to stay, that's the director, and midnight screening and host his remake of The Blob from 1988. So, you know, that is Oh, my God. That is a party. Dream Warriors <laughs> yeah. at, at, at Underground Arts in Philly, so that's awesome. But yet, even Aaron Marie gets one more thing. West Virginia oh, cool. is calling. West Virginia, oh, a little farther. <laughs> Cunnington, but there's a one more media convention happening on 6-3. By the way, uh, it's called the West Virginia Comic Con, and it's the sixth year. And you want to talk about an old school Comic Con where you have no idea who the people are, but they all write great comics and you learn them and you look at their stuff and you buy all their shit. This is the type of old school Comic Con, which San Diego used to be. No longer, but, you know, there's room for everybody. So, uh, that, so that's actually uh, in West Virginia on the 3rd. And finally, don't forget today, right now, as we speak, as we're about to finish up today, the Blu-ray releases of Logan and Get Out. If you haven't seen either one of those films, you got to fix that now. And you still have a chance to go see Logan. Logan's on tour in black and white still in, in various locations in the United States. So you have two ways to see Logan and Get Out, which is on Blu-ray. And I, haven't, I actually honestly haven't seen Logan yet, though I know that Queenie's seen Logan, right? And I know Aaron's seen Logan. It was Aaron fantastic. Hogan. Yeah, and there's supposed to be some I cried. some really I cried killer. So oh yeah, oh yeah. Bring up, bring two boxes of Kleenex. There's supposed to be some killer uh, features on the Get Out Blu-ray, including the uh, almost ending, the almost original ending. Oh really? Yeah, I love it when yeah. they do alternate endings. Oh, yeah. and, and the original, there was two original endings, one they shot and one they didn't. Both were bleak as fuck, and he decided to yeah. go with the more upbeat ending, which ultimately. I get at the same time either ending would have been acceptable because horror films don't have to have happy endings. However, no, Get no. Out kind of, Get Out has so I, much tension. It feels I, great. I like the payoff. I, have you guys ever seen? Have you guys ever seen the director's cut of um, the Butterfly Effect? No. Like the really the really dark alternate ending. Fucking phenomenal! I really love it more. It, it's I, I, where he, I'm sorry, like go he goes he goes back into the womb and basically kills himself to prevent anything from happening and his wow. mother like there's a few extra scenes put in there like his mom saying that she had had miscarriages before so i mean this could keep happening to her i mean it is really bleak as fuck but so you know, good I, I think i actually saw the director's cut first because that's the ending i saw Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. So, That's the one. I think like, that was I, it. Yep. I, I just I, I wanted to say something really briefly. I I fear that we're done with seeing really dark endings, major films, and like it or not, uh, Get Out is definitely a major film. Uh, the reason that we got the more upbeat ending is because test audiences didn't like the downward endings, and uh, even though. Walking Dead's ratings suffered a little bit this past season when things got really, really dark. The outcry was so great, and it made so much press. Oh, wow, wow, my heroes are suffering. Wow, I don't like that. I, I, I had, you know, we discussed this at the time. 
there were, there were people calling it torture porn, for God's sake. I know, and they did dumb down some of the lighter parts of the season, too. They actually pulled their punches yeah. and, and pulled back on the violence because of the upcry. They're like, have you even been watching this show? Uh, you know, God, they said that before. Yeah. You know, I just don't get it. You know, especially now with American gods, and we got penises flailing and decapitations. And, you know, at this point, all bets are off on cable television. You should basically be able to do what the fuck you want. You know, and there's, you know, especially you, you would know, think so. we're paying for we're paying for that content, people. You know, it's kind of bullshit, but uh, you know, I, 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 oh well, Game of Thrones is coming up, so that's all that matters, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, all that matters. That's all that matters, actually. Uh, that and vice principles. It, oh God, I'm so. But vice principles doesn't come out till the fall. It's like so far away still. I'm like, really? I, know. I gotta wait that long. It's so far. So, Didn't it come out in July like, last year? It did. Yeah. It was a summer release, and this year it's not. So, uh, but uh, if it got a fall release, that's actually a good. Thing. I have to wait have until to September for Outlander too. They're being bastards. Mm. <laughs> well, we have to wait till 2018 for the second season of Westworld. I mean, you know, there's that. You know, so you know, it, it's all relevant. I, I, you know, it's just, it, it's so different. Film is different. Matter of fact, uh, did you guys hear about Cannes Film Festival and Netflix? Did you hear about this fight that happened? Yeah. Uh, it, no. Yeah. Okay. So Cannes Film Festival just wrapped in in France. Uh, just like last weekend, and uh, not a, it was actually really not a very good season for Cannes Film Festival. They, the market lost; nobody bought. There was no major deals that came out of Cannes this year, save one. Yeah. Two of Netflix Netflix's two films that they brought. One was a Bong Ho Jan film uh, called Oka, uh, Korean. You know, he's got directed the host, and what did he just do? Snowpiercer, his new film. Uh, nobody wanted to distribute it. Uh, he sold it to Netflix. Netflix brought it, and they brought a Takashi McKay film and one other. I don't remember all the films. But either way, their films did great, and uh, they already, but they already had distribution deals, right? <laughs> so hmm. here's the thing. They, they implemented a rule effective next year saying that you cannot bring a film to Cannes unless it has a theatrical release first or, right. or it's going to be sold into theatrical release. It cannot be dropped on the pat, on Netflix platform. And Netflix pushed back Pedro Almodovar himself, okay, who who's the great, you know, head of the Palm d'Or Awards. Uh, he was like, I cannot see myself giving a film to a, a award to a film that has never been released theatrically. And Netflix is like, wait a minute, nobody was distributing this film in particular from a named director from Korea, and none of you guys mm. pick it up, and we're showing it. In the end, Netflix wins this battle. They don't need can, and and the old fogies need to start learning that distribution is changing for us. And yep. Netflix isn't the yep. problem. Net neutrality rules that are being eroded as we speak will be the problem because we won't have access to this stuff anymore. So, uh, you know, so that's really what the problem is. They're not seeing the, they're not seeing the forest for the trees, but anyway, Netflix came out smelling like a rose in that whole battle. Uh, And so, you know, it's a new, it's a brave new world as they say. So, so, uh, you know, um, so next week uh, is awesome. 
And what I mean is awesome. It is awesome con time. This will be my third awesome con in a row that I'm going to. I am a VIP there. Was not able to snor- snag press passes again. But I was able to snag an interview with Ben Pernard, Penrod himself, who is the founder and creator of AwesomeCon, so the guy himself. So we're going to have an interview with him on June 6th. He's going to talk about what it's like to create a small comic con that's now blown up to the large uh, blown up to the large media convention it is today. And we will talk about Oscon preview, and we'll also talk about the summer and what movies, because, of course, it's this, we're right now into busy season and geek season all the way through to Scares It Cares in July, and a lot of stuff's happening. And uh, we want to talk about the movie season and what we're looking forward to in the summit. So that will all happen on the 6th. Uh, I wanted to thank everyone again tonight. Aaron Kogan, any final thoughts? Um. Can't wait to see what uh, uh, what the new six next six months bring for the madness. Really interested to see what the voting thing is going to be. Yeah, sometime tomorrow I'll have it up. So and I'll right have on. it into the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness page. So look for that. Uh, so thank you for being on the show again, as usual, Aaron Kogan. And, uh, you know, give us get ready for San Diego Comic-Con as usual. I'm assuming it's that oh, time yeah. of year. All right, oh, yeah. get ready. All right, all right, all right. And thank you, Queenie, from Seattle for being on the show. Any final thoughts? Have Give a lot of fun at Awesome Con, kids. And oh. party on, Wayne. <laughs> party, party on, Party on, guys. Party on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> have a good one. Sexy lady. And and you have a fun with your LARPing because you know when you're not I feeling will. good, even when your when your spoons are exhausted, nothing feels better than being able to beat someone in the head with a foam rather sword. I mean, it really is awesome. Right? So it's an amazing it, it's so, hobby. It's, it's it's cathartic. It is is so it really like, is. yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's awesome. So Aaron Marie, thank you from your little part of uh, Virginia. And any final thoughts? I can't wait for Awesome Con. And you also and the have DC the, Pride uh, Parade. Yeah, the DC Pride. <laughs> she's coming. She's coming down to stay for a week, and she's going to go one weekend to the Pride Parade in DC, and then the second weekend she's going to go to Awesome Con for at least a day with me. So I get I get her and her kids for a week. It'll be kind of insane. So it'll be awesome. So thank you for being on. Yeah, it show means we'll and, have babysitters for Lily. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, yes, and really. And Lily, they, a good news to her, her they actually because we didn't use all our snow days, she's actually out of school early, and her first day of sc- out of school is the ninth, so she'll be able to be Aww. with you guys. Yeah, Yay. so that was good news for her. Um, so that's it. We're done. We are archivists, best on sexy witches. You can find us on Stitcher, Apple TV, iTunes, and at some point I got to register with Roku. I haven't done that yet. Uh, please leave us some feedback on iTunes and Blog Talk. We were a little bit on the depressed side tonight, but, you know, we're also optimistic and looking forward to the future. you got to keep going. You know, I'm willing to wait for it, so, you know, as they say in Hamilton. So uh, look for us there. And Queenie, look for her on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, Erin Marie, on all her special private channels. Talk to her about that if you're interested. And uh, <laughs> on Facebook and social media. And Aaron Kogan, find him on Twitter and Facebook as well. And the head hauntress. You can find me on on Twitter and Facebook. You can also find me on the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness group page, the Rogues of Tashi Station Science Fiction page, the F 
Be Film Geek Circle page. And, of course, the Halloween <laughs> Horror Movie Marathon Madness page. So I'm all over the fucking web. So find us all there. Good film hunting and bless me be. We're going to leave you tonight with an unreleased audio slave demo called Turn to Gold. Uh, let me tell you a little bit of a story about this. Um, it was the day I went, it was opening day of Attack of the Clones. I was living in New Jersey at the time, and we had just finished screening my first ever digital projection, and it happened to be Attack of the Clones. Now, and we know it's not a great movie, but you can imagine on a big screen with digital projection, it was pretty fucking stunning movie. I happened to walk out during the whole rolling in the field thing and go pee, and I'm so glad <laughs> I did because I missed that entire section the first time I saw it. So I am so merciful I did. Uh, so we're driving home, and we're listening to our favorite radio station, which no longer exists in New York City, where Howard Stern used to be on. And they go, well, we just got a cease and desist letter saying we can no longer play the new Audio Slave track, so here we are. We're going to play it one more time. And they played <laughs> brand new Audio Slave tracks about a month or two before the movie, uh, before the album dropped. And it was, it's a demo. It doesn't sound great, but the song... Never got released. And you know what? It's an awesome fucking sign. So please, we'll leave you tonight with Audio Slave Turned to Gold. Once again, good film hunting and bless you be. Thank you all. See you on the stick. Cry.